there is one important thing that i've learned that comparison is the thief of all joy the moment you start comparing your life with the other person's life or your journey with the other person's journey somehow you miss the game you miss the train so you know focus on what you are really good at doing and do it to the best that you can you know in my way perfection if you if you say it's it's like doing things um you know the best you can Welcome guys to Keep Me Inspired. My name is Shivatma Chennai and I am your host for this show. Every 15 days I will be interviewing today's most inspiring and successful personalities who will range from CEOs, YouTubers, authors and other change makers in order to help you to make early life changing decisions and realize your true worth. This is episode number 7 of Keep Me Inspired podcast show with Sargam Mishra. Hello everyone. In this episode we have with us Sargam Mishra. Sargam Mishra is a certified pranic healer and an erratic yoga practitioner. She is blessed with extraordinary scanning abilities. She is a successful life coach. and helps her client not only in healing but also evolve into their best version she is the founder of zero hunger drive a community based initiative which has fed nearly 25000 people she is the founder of inner alchemy and uh, she is the host of the podcast the millionaire way and i recommend you guys to tune into that podcast to become magnet for attracting success and abundance in your life Welcome to my podcast keep me inspired thank you so much for being here ma'am thank you shiva thank you for uh, inviting me ma'am i would like to start our conversation by taking you to your childhood i want to know how you were as a kid okay so i grew up in a in a middle class family my dad was a public servant and uh, my mother was a housewife we are two sisters and uh, so humble beginnings um, i studied uh, like i finished my schooling in uh, Lucknow uh, we are basically from Lucknow and um, studied in Loreto a uh, convent school and uh, yeah like uh, you know after school college after college i uh, you know did my engineering from lucknow and then did my mba uh, from ifai mumbai and then uh, you know got campus selected with a large it corporation and uh, served there for almost 14 years so this is like my journey from uh, childhood to to you know where i am today so like every normal uh, kid or every uh, normal household you know this is this is my journey ma'am how did you enter this lesser traveled road like uh, in india i think everyone are into engineering or medical or ca and <laughs> very limited options our indian generation gave us that's right like you, you are into completely different path like you are you have i think you have converted your passion into your profession can you tell us how did you do that yeah i completely agree you know for uh, for people who are born and brought up in india mostly you know in the back in the 80s um, every parent used to aspire that the child would grow up to be either an engineer or a doctor that were the two options that were available to us and uh, you know similar happened with me 
So I could either, you know, become a doctor or become an engineer, uh, engineer. And because I was too scared of, uh, you know, um, blood and all those things, I, I decided I cannot be a doctor. So I should get into engineering. And, you know, because our parents work so hard with us, most of the time, you know, we end up getting good marks. <laughs> so, you know, it became like an option. Science was an option for me. So I chose mathematics and then became an engineer. But uh, like, you know, each of us has our destiny. And probably, you know, if you're seeking to do something more meaningful in your life, you your soul will keep searching for it. And that's what happened with me. Um, you know, after I got married, there were a certain, uh, you know, phase of my life that I was really seeking out to understand, is this life that I was living, is this the only thing that was meant to happen to me because I was doing fairly well in my profession and, uh, you know, I had a lot of opportunity to travel on site and meet people who had done really well in their life. So when I used to, you know, I was like a young consultant onboarded, um, you know, onto these teams uh, who were working abroad. And I used to follow, you know, like follow these um, senior consultants and talk to them for like, have good conversations about their life and what would they want to do next. And, uh, you know, somehow I realized that every person was looking for happiness and uh, happiness was like, it became a pursuit, you know, so they thought, okay, you get a job, you'll be happy, you get an on-site, you'll be happy, you get more money, you would be happy, you mm-hmm. get married, you would be happy. So, you know, like we do everything to seek happiness, but to to stay happy is it's like you can do it anytime. You don't need a reason to be happy. You know, you can be happy and blissful and joyful, um, you know, 24 by 7. And that is what I wanted to seek. Why, you know, people can cause pain. Why situations cause pain. And is there a way that we could just, uh, you know, stay with our happiness instead of being impacted by uh, situations in life that happen to us? Or are we a victim of our circumstances, situations, or, you know, we create our own destiny? Those were the two questions that I really used to think about. Like, you know, do we create our destiny? If we do, then why are we creating so much suffering in our life? And if we, you know, do not have any role in our destiny, then probably it's useless to live, you know, because you can't change anything. So, so that is how uh, you know, these are the two main questions that bothered me at that point of time. It was around 2012. And somehow I had this inclination to travel to Ladakh. And, uh, you know, I was married and my husband said, you know, going to Kashmir or near around Kashmir was also dangerous. And, you know, we should not uh, make a travel to such place. But somehow I had a calling and then I ended up uh, you know, traveling to that place. I met somebody who talked about uh, energy healing to me. And I looked up once I came back, I looked up what it meant. And um, when I searched, I, I wanted to join that course. I wanted to, you know, understand this other side of life. So I went, I studied, uh, I got my, like, you know, a graduation in energy healing. Um, <laughs> and then I started practicing. And when I started practicing, I could, you know, I actually struggled for two to three years initially because uh, somehow things were not changing. You know, I was doing forgiveness. I was following all the uh, self-development practices. And the energy healing practices that I I learned. But, you know, at one point of time, I realized that, you know, if I keep focusing on my pain, then probably I will not be able to do anything else in my life. So what I started doing was helping out people Mm. heal their pain. So, you know, if if a person was suffering, I used to do physical healing. If there was an emotional uh, issue, then I used to do a lot of emotional healing for these people. 
and that is where my life started transforming you know i would have done like an online event of relationship healing where i had 2000 people uh joining and doing uh you know what i was telling them to do and uh, you know out of that event wow. um, i got so many success stories and so many life got transformed that you know i continue doing that event like i still do it once a year during um, valentines um, you know month february and uh, i could see a change in so many people's life and that is where my own issues you know start to fade mm-hmm. away when i focus so much on on uh, bringing good to other people probably my my problem started looking smaller because i got connected to you know women who were going through far more issues in their life or you know people who were suffering to a different degree altogether and then some i felt probably i'm just whining for for something which, which is very very uh, temporary and small and that is how you know i got into um, practicing the energy healing work crystal therapy and you know understanding more about um abundance mindset about you know what is the code to becoming extraordinary doing myself learning you know becoming a student once again but this time it was you know more from understanding life right so i did my mba you know mm-hmm. and um, mba was all about business but i i feel somewhere the youth of today is missing out on handling life and that is not taught in any school so we have to understand what is life and what is it that we want from life which is the core of everybody's purpose i think that should be the core of our purpose to understand our life and what is it that we really really want and once you start pursuing that you can you can make a difference to your life and you can make a difference to other people's life and that's how you know the passion bit started growing and growing and then i could not contain it and uh, this is what it is we have the millionaire way inspiring thousands of people we have uh, the healing programs you know helping heal people's life uh, i have my zero hunger initiative which is feeding the needy and the poor so all of this you know if i had thought about just being an it professional all of these would not have been possible so when i just took this bolder step of living an extraordinary life in my own way i could see you know i could contribute to much more Ma'am, is it compulsory when you about to live an extraordinary life? Is it compulsory to know everything, to figure out everything, or in the process you will find out it? Absolutely, you don't have to know it all. See, I always used to feel that you have to be an expert, you know, in order to be at a certain position. That's that's how we are taught, you know, uh, from the beginning of uh, you know our our learning. We are told to become an expert in our field. and i used to feel that you know becoming an expert has its own journey you know so you can't be an expert uh, once you you've just entered a particular domain or uh, you know a field of uh, learning but it needs time and uh, process and a lot of mistakes that make you an expert so if you, if you keep thinking about being an expert and then starting something probably you are missing out mm-hmm. on the journey but it is like you know you create your own avatar of what you want to be 10 years down the line and start taking baby steps in order to reach that destination and trust me you will find people who would want to join that journey with you so you know your journey becomes the journey of an expert in that area so i feel that is how you should start you should never think that you know once you become an expert that is where you will start your journey your journey begins now and probably that would become something to reflect on in the years to go by
like we see you know probably a mahatma gandhi or we see teachers like jack canfield or tony robbins or you know vishen lakhiani we see rajiv talwejja so all of these people are a are a result of of their imperfect self taking the journey to perfection ma'am in your uh, path of less traveled what are the struggles you faced and what are the advantages you faced in your lesser traveled road of the millionaire way like uh, even i think you might got some rejections while you were inviting some of the great guests to your podcast okay that's sweet yeah absolutely it you know i would call them rejection probably you know one of my friend who was also in the podcasting journey he's got a lot of uh, amazing guests on the show and he is also one of the reasons why you know i i had the courage to reach out to people uh, in order to interview them for my podcast but you know uh, one of my mentors jack canfield he says that you know ask keep asking that is uh, that is the uh, biggest power that you have to accept or to reject is not something that you need to focus on you need to focus on being uh, open and ready to ask because out of the 99 people maybe you know mm-hmm. uh, 80 people won't say yes but then those 19 people will say yes and that is your biggest win had you not asked even those 19 would not have been possible it's part of it and uh, you know it takes some time to reach to that understanding but probably uh, one should begin so keep asking that is the secret to getting anything you want in your life ask and you shall receive ma'am in the millionaire way podcast you teach us a lot of attracting abundance in your life and give us uh, so many different kind of education can you tell us uh, what is our uh, indian education system is lacking and how can it be made more better what kind of topic should be introduced to students yeah uh, that's a great question uh, shiva see in the education system or you know um, the background that we come from probably you know having a good material life is always considered to be evil if we see people who are really living an abundant life or who are doing very well in their life at the back of our mind we keep thinking that you know probably this person has taken a wrong way to reach where he has reached mm-hmm. money does not come in easily you know you have to sacrifice a lot in order to sacrifice a lot of good in order to get money into your life so those are the uh, notions that the past generation has been brought up with so probably you know we were all born abundant but somewhere in this journey of life we started to focus on the lack that is available and we were actually programmed to see lack in everything you know so from your childhood you would be told mm-hmm. that uh, you know money doesn't grow on trees you cannot have it all you have to pay a price for success yeah right i'm sure like like i have heard these things and probably you would have also heard so what we do you know like i have a 5 year old daughter and uh, she doesn't know that uh, things come from money right she has no idea she knows that i will say and i will get it mm-hmm. so money was never a concept in a child's life but gradually slowly when people are talking about money when people have these belief systems around money uh, somewhere we we understood that in order to get anything in our life we have to work very hard we have to earn, earn a lot of money you know that is the way it works mm-hmm. but for a child if you see they hardly know a concept about money they hardly know that um, you know mm-hmm. you cannot have anything you know they'll keep asking you and asking you a zillion times till they have anything in their life but uh, you know as you grow 
asking becomes a shameful act uh, we are told that if you ask too much then uh, probably you are not good good people don't ask everything comes and falls into your lap karm karo phal ki ichha mat karo so you know the these kind of conditioning are actually programming you <laughs> to become poor and have a lack mentality and what i am doing now and understanding is that if we deprogram or reprogram our mind to look into abundance that is available to us or tune into the abundance that we were born with we are all capable of creating an extraordinary life we all know that india was called sone ki chidiya at one point of time right yeah yeah mm-hmm. and today we see india as a third world country it is all a matter about perception it's all a matter about shaking the belief system of the people in india so if you want to go back to uh, making india a sone ki chidiya again or a prosperous country we all need to become uh, responsible for the abundance and prosperity that we want to create and contribute to the economy in our own way so the uh, the abundance mindset the you know uh, unlock the abundance code that is the uh, program that i am working on and uh, you know i'm doing it every sunday at 5 pm this is all about you know connecting people with the abundance that they already are you know we are all abundant in our own way and if we tune into that abundance and uh, you know work in our life with a place or uh, with an energy of abundance there is nothing that we cannot achieve you know there is nothing that uh, probably we will ever lack whether it's in relationship whether it's in health whether it's in your finances or career everything you become a magnet to all these great opportunities in life and i'm seeing it in my life and i feel you know if i can do it anybody can because you don't need any super power for it ma'am when i was uh, exploring this self development thing mm-hmm. when i went to your channel as well there you spoke about uh, you are conducting so many workshops yeah and uh, you also spoke on uh, the topic called as inner game right i know in this small time you can't explain everything of what is inner game but can you give us some overview of uh, what is inner game and uh, how to master our inner game absolutely see um you know if we look at a life it is it is made up of uh, four dimensions you know these four dimensions are your physical life your emotional life your uh, thoughts you know your mental uh, mental uh, life and your spiritual life spiritual mm-hmm. is all about you know your energy and soul so what we are doing is we are very focused on what is visible that is the one fourth part of our physical life and we all work based on the reality that we see an inner game is all about you know mastering the three fourth of your life which is not visible which is your emotional self which is your mental self which is your spiritual self and you know in our uh, older text we've seen that like for example the bhagavad gita it talks about you know the scene wherein uh, the you know krishna is sitting on on the chariot and there are five horses that are uh, taking arjun to the battlefield and he's talking about uh, the entire uh, bhagavad gita we are told that you know these five horses are our senses you know the body is the vehicle krishna is the consciousness right so so mm-hmm. these concepts were there in our mythology and they had a very deeper meaning which probably we overlooked because we became so western influenced that somehow we forgot about these basic concepts that were uh, you know drilled into our like the concepts of karma 
the concept of virtues character building the, these were all giving and receiving you know these were all inbuilt into a system but because we were so focused about uh, the physical life the material life we forgot about you know these inner aspects so mastering your inner game is all about creating a blueprint or you can say energetic architecture for what you want in life what you want to become how you want to see your future self which can create a material reality mm-hmm. that uh, you want so for example if you want to become a millionaire it doesn't start mm-hmm. from uh, you know straight away from earning uh, the amount of money that you want it starts from thinking believing acting and uh, you know energy wise becoming the millionaire rather than you know just going out and earning the money so your inner game is all about creating that version of yourself which is a super attractor which is a magnet to becoming a millionaire and you may not see it now but over a period of time because you are living mentally emotionally and spiritually as a millionaire there is no choice for the universe to give know, it but to, to give it to you yeah so that is the inner yeah that is very well said about uh, like just like radio waves we have to match the right frequency we have to tune our emotional physical to get that i guess and it will become a reality absolutely absolutely and what is something most people you have come across are unaware regard to mental health see uh, the one thing that i see is we have to understand that uh, health you know health again is is a combined thing it's it should be physical mental emotional and spiritual you have to take care of health in all these four dimensions now because science is you know a science or alternate medicines is tracing back so we understand that the physical issues that we're having in our life are actually not rooted in the physical body it starts from the uh, thoughts that we think right so it it, mm-hmm. it becomes more about the mental health but you know as i come from the energy background and and all the research that i've done i feel you know it's not only about mental health it's about emotional health it's about your spiritual health and when you strike a balance in all these four dimensions you have no choice but to be healthy so what you think what you feel and um, you know the way you manage your energy is the way to total health total vitality to living a better physical life so when when people are talking about mental health it's great it's good because now we are you know understanding that the root cause is not in the physical body it emanates from the thoughts we are thinking from you know uh, the uh, the thinking that we've actually created our belief system all of this is impacting the the you know health that we are creating so now mental health is being given a lot of priority is giving uh, you know being given a ro- lot of importance but apart from the mental health you know slowly and gradually we will move to the emotional health and we will also move to the spiritual health that is where you know your meditation your awareness your higher practices that we do uh, for for creating a higher consciousness all becomes very important because once you start mastering that you know your emotional mental and physical will start falling into perfect shape ma'am i also want to ask more on this meditation whoever successful people i consider uh, it may be robin sharma or anyone they have one or the other kind of meditation practice in their life mm-hmm. so one of my favorite mentor told me something about vipassana right and uh, 
I am gonna do this on December. So I want to know your thoughts on vipassana meditation. Okay. See, I have not done vipassana, um, but uh, you know what I will uh, tell is any form of meditation that we do is basically trying to connect you with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the whole point is in this in this fast paced life. You know, we are busy connecting with X, Y, Z. but somehow we are losing connection with me or with i so so every meditation practice helps to connect with yourself and uh, vipassana like you know from from the way that i've heard from people it's about you know just being quiet and silent for a few days um to basically calm down your thoughts to be aware about uh, be aware to a greater degree because you know your mind is uh, you know we call it a monkey mind because it's constantly chattering constantly throwing uh, you know your fears out into uh, your reality so that you know you are busy working on your fears but once all of that settles down you know uh, when you are silent then you can see life beyond it mm-hmm. and for each one of us i think you know to understand the deeper meaning of life is very very important because that is where your true purpose unfolds that is where the true meaning of your life unfolds because the more you get into knowing yourself and bring awareness about your uh, you know your strengths and what you can bring to this world is a gift and probably because we are so outward focused we don't focus on these things we we think about the external part of things but there's a lot of things that are happening internally which which are you know which come into focus when you internalize and that is what these meditation practices you know like vipassana can help you to so all the best for your uh, vipassana I, i would really look forward to hearing from you your experience yes ma'am thank you so much and uh, would you mind to let us know what is your daily routine sure so my daily routine see i'm a very flexible person and you know this could be looked as uh, sometimes you know uh, the way we expect um spiritual teachers or you know these uh, extraordinary people to perform or to have a very strict schedule i don't have that uh, shiva mm-hmm. for me because uh, you know this year i had to get my dad also as part of my family as he was not feeling well i have a 5 year old daughter i have a husband who is working full time and you know a lot of management that needs to be done in the home because i am the lady of the house mm-hmm. you know there are things that uh, yeah i have to prioritize in my life so based on prioritization i have a schedule about you know my my spiritual practices prioritizing about you know the work that i do calendarizing everything that uh, needs to be done in a particular month the workshops that i want to put out you know uh, connecting with the clients all of that is part of my uh, daily routine because you know that is my work and i'm so passionate about it even writing so to start off with the schedule it's you know normal getting up in the morning and uh, doing a gratitude for the things that i have because i feel gratitude is one of the most important uh, emotion uh, state emotional and mental state that you can be in so when you start your day with gratitude it uh, gets the fear out of your field so you get more time you get more energy to focus on things that are important to you rather than you know you're scared about so gratitude is one practice that is a must uh, during the day then you know taking care of your health um probably you know water is one thing that i feel we should you know make an integral part of things and like you know i'm an, i'm an energy person so in my house you know i would 
program crystals i would program even water oh, <laughs> for yeah yeah for for things that i you know the energy that i want in my surrounding so small rituals that i keep doing uh, for uh, for my skin care for my health you know having a crystal water bath or drinking crystal water these are the things that will constantly keep me energized in order to you know do things better i also work on feng shui and you know the vastu part of uh, things and mm-hmm. so all of this you know whatever can add to optimizing my productivity whatever can add to optimizing my health and well-being you know that becomes a part of my daily ritual and like i say you know i take help from crystals i take help from you know food in order to keep me healthy and uh, stay at a high energy uh, you know vibe all the time yeah, meditation being one of them i i i might you know miss out on physical activity at times but because of uh, a small kid at home you know i'm always on my toes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is very true. Yeah, ma'am, are you a perfectionist or a doer kind of person? I'm a doer. Perfectionist. I don't believe uh, in perfectionism because uh, we are capable of creating better versions. And if we stick to perfection, that quality of creating better perfection, you miss out on that. So everything has a scope of improvement. Nothing can reach perfection. And I think there is someone always uh, better than you in that particular area. absolutely and you know um, shiva there is one important thing that i have learned that comparison is the thief of all joy the moment you start comparing your life with the other person's life or your journey with the other person's journey somehow you miss the game you miss the train so you know focus on what you are really good at doing and do it to the best that you can you know in my way perfection if you if you say it's it's like doing things um you know the best you can give your best to whatever you are doing and that is how you play a better game and uh, you know you you can create more in less time mm-hmm. ma'am uh, one of the most common question for our our age students and uh, even i had this question some part of my life even I, still now i am not so clear on this mm-hmm. can you tell us there is always a thought like uh, finding your a partner kind of thing in this age group yeah like you want your better half you want to find your better half and some are like after you find that you will do this correct can you just explain us what the concept of soulmate or a kind of uh, need we feel on uh, having a relationship absolutely yeah that's that's such a uh, interesting question and uh, you know i i really understand this well because i uh, mine is a love marriage and uh, my husband found me when we were like 20 years old in college mm-hmm. so it started off very early in my mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was a person who never believed in in uh, you know um, uh, having a love affair or have or being uh, you know in a a love marriage situation because i had my priorities set you know i was very clear about what i wanted in my life i was a very good academically you know doing very well and very sorted in my head mm. but when he came in um in my life you know i was like okay maybe probably you know it'll go away in a year then it'll go away in two years and it will go away in three years and we did our engineering like together and then um you know, we end up in the same mba college and then you know after uh, we we completed uh, mba you know that is where we we parted away you know i got a different um, company to work with he got a different company he was in mumbai i was in uh, lucknow So again you know we came together we got uh, in a, within a year we got married so it's been like a 7 years 
thing that I knew him and then we got married and now it's almost like 20 years. Yeah, yeah 20 years that I know him. It's been a long journey. So, you know, planning your life is great. But I feel every relationship, you know, from my experience of a love marriage, every relationship helps to make you grow. And when I say grow, it could be, you know, through pain or through love. It depends because, you know, the more when two people come closer, there is a lot of friction that happens. Right. There would be things that you would not love Mm -hmm. about the other person. See, initially, everything is like perfect. But what happens is gradually and slowly, the more you know about the person, you know, it could be the way he eats, the way he snores, the way he walks, you know, small things you start noticing. It's all about focus, you know. So when when you you focus on a relationship, after a time, you will start seeing the minute details of your relationship. And then uh, the whole soulmate thing comes crashing down because, you know, when you get into a love affair you think uh, you know this is the one and uh, you know life will be happily ever after that is what we are made to believe through all the yeah. disney uh, you know um, story yeah you know the bollywood movies uh, shahrukh khan and you know the kajol and the raj and simran of uh, of the world but uh, you know when you come together they will never show you you know how they are fighting and how how they are you know uh, quarreling on small things like you don't keep your room tidy or you know you have these bad habits of throwing things around or you know you are not appreciative enough or you don't understand what i really want in life but all of these are very human emotions and that happens, you know, in a relationship anyway. But we have to understand that there is a life beyond relationship or there's a life beyond, um, you know, uh, getting married. So each one of you know your friends or anybody who is listening out there, the soulmates probably are people who will trigger you. These, so you have to be really prepared about, uh, you know, the uh, about knowing all the bad parts about you or all the shadows within you because these people would be able to look through you and see the the grayness or you know the not so goodness about you and what every relationship does is forces you to become a better version of yourself but if you think that you know criticism will weigh you down then that relationship becomes very very sad that relationship becomes very unfulfilling but if you start improving yourself you know, seeing that, you know, taking that feedback constructively, you can emerge to be a great version of yourself. So in my life, like my husband, we've had a fair share of uh, misunderstanding. We've had a fair share of, you know, uh, tough life and, um, you know, expectations. But over a period of time, what I've understood is, no matter if I'm with X or Y or Z, Mm. the whole idea of my life is to grow and evolve to my best version. And when I when I start taking responsibility about my life, about my growth, about you know my journey, every person who comes in my life is a happy experience. So instead of looking for soulmates, instead of looking for people who will come and love you, people who will accept you, people who will understand you, start becoming that. You know, you become the lovable person that you want to see. You become the understanding person that you want. Um, that you want to be understood as so you know being you need to be prepared for a relationship by becoming what you seek in a partner and not by you know ex- expecting that the other person will give to you you know giving is good and receiving is also good but it has to be a balance 
you can't keep giving 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 and you can't be receiving 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 in a relationship it has to be very harmonious and it has to be very loving so unless and until you create that love within yourself nobody will come and give love to you so you know in my relationship healing workshops i keep telling people you know most of the time couples are like beggars <laughs> and why i say that is you know because uh, beggars have their own insecurity ki agar maine 5 rupees you know if i give away my 10 rupees to you what will i have mm-hmm. similarly the other beggar will think if i give away my 10 rupees then what will happen so you want to keep that 10 rupees with you and that is what couples do you know if i give you love if i become too understanding then i will be overused so i will not do that but i would want that from the other person but the other person is similarly insecure and he or she may not do that so what you are doing is you know you are giving your life's remote to somebody else and when you do that you become a puppet mm-hmm. because you know the if they don't want to please you they will not give love to you if they don't want to please you they will not smile at you and you will get triggered right yeah so in relationship you know if you if you want to approach the soulmate way it is to become what you really want from the other partner and start living that and when you do that you know you will attract those kind of people in your life that's very beautifully said ayon i was not so much aware of these things like what we do the same we get i guess absolutely so in your life every person is a reflection of either your light or your shadow so if you're not liking something that means like shadow and what do you mean by our shadow shadow is is probably the part of yourself that you don't like so for example you know there are people who would be very oh, oh, yeah oh. who who would be very lively very happy very cheerful very loving very affectionate but you know in their deep down they would be miserable you know they would be like uh, uh, loners they would be they would be having anger issues so when you meet the other like faking kind of people faking kind no, of no see as a human being we will have a positives and we will have a negative so the positive is called the light and the negative is called the shadow mm-hmm. so the so people in your life will either be a reflection of your good qualities or they will be a reflection of your bad qualities and i want to say you know good and bad is very relative and that's why we call it light and shadow because mm-hmm. uh, you know all of us are made up of that you know there are bits and pieces of me probably which may not be uh, you know good for others or which may not be appreciable by other people because they think that you know this is not how i suppose how i am supposed to be and which is perfectly all right so integration of your light and and your shadows so healing is all about you know understanding the shadow aspect of yourself and start working on the shadows because positives become stronger when when it's like that for example uh, there is a light that is coming through a hole right mm. and if you put a, a small amount of a dark um, screen mm. so the light will come partially right yeah yeah so the more you work on on removing that um, you know gray screen or dark screen the more light will emanate out from you right so that is that is how we have to approach our life that is how you become your better version you know you become uh, you can be extremely good at something but probably you know you have a bad anger or you do not have great value system and you know there are parts about you which 
need to be uh, you know improved the moment you start improving them your positives become many fold right so i do propagate the teaching of working on your strengths you know working on, on your strengths is great but if you are aware about you know your weaknesses gradually silently keep working on building those up as well because then you start becoming whole and the whole idea of uh, you know your existence is to become your best version yeah that is very very beautiful point like uh, in in life we have to acknowledge most people don't even see that uh, shadow part of our life yes and we are too scared to show it to other people because we are so looking for acceptance we are so looking for appreciation we are so looking for people to see only the good things so you know uh, social media is all about yeah. showing your light oh, right yeah. it's all about putting the light, your light side in front of people so that people get attracted but there are also you know pictures that come out bad there are recordings that go wrong you know there are sometimes uh, you know cancellations that have to be made because somebody fell sick so all of that uh, chaos is also happening but nobody shows that right nobody posts that yeah exactly so so we are uh, actually you know showing the lighter side of thing but uh, you know in life like for example for my daughter she she would also see the imperfect me she would also see the perfect me and you know what i want her to understand is you know accept both with love you know don't create a, a, a bias or judgment based on seeing uh, only the good in life you know have have a look at what's not going right also and then just understand that both of these are part of the same thing that is what we call acceptance yeah uh, this brings us to the last round of our podcast that is a rapid fire round mm-hmm. what keeps you inspired to do everything you do what keeps me inspired to do everything that i do okay um, i think uh, the whole uh, idea of becoming my better self what are your five key learnings to a 20 year old the five key learnings um, okay so first thing is having a small uh, strong value system mm. it goes a long way mm. and it should start early the second is gratitude you know the more grateful you are for the things in your life the more you get to be gra- grateful for the third thing is always remain in student mode always keep learning because you you know you can never know it all wow. the fourth the fourth thing is um you know create creating your own destiny and you are capable for it so don't believe on horoscopes don't believe on you know uh, foresayers saying you cannot do this or you cannot do that because the day you decide what you want to do nobody can stop, stop you. you and the fifth great learning is it is in giving that we receive it is uh, said by one of my spiritual teachers and i really hold it dear to my heart whatever i give comes back to me many many times and that is the um, you know dharma for my life and uh, i i want to you know that's how zero hunger came and that's how you know i i want to support uh, people like you who are you know trying to make a change in their life and you know the more i feel i can support people who are growing and evolving on this journey the more i'm living my purpose in my life so yeah these are the five key learnings for my 20 year old man what is your be- one best investment you ever made okay so i think the be- one best investment that i ever made is in myself i feel i am my biz- biggest asset initially uh, you know when i was working in the corporate world i used to think that 
you know buying things make you uh, special or expensive but you know mm-hmm. those things can just go away but the more you invest in yourself and when i say yourself when you learn you read when you practice when you uh, acquire skills you know your value increases and nobody can take that away from you and that oozes confidence out of you so invest in yourself biggest investment and what is one quote you live by it isn't giving that we receive one book you recommend i started my journey with the autobiography of a yogi and i i i really love that book mm-hmm. wow yeah m- many uh, many people recommend me the same actually <laughs> i was surprised when you said the same name <laughs> yeah that that was a phenomenal book in my journey and even though you have reached so far i think everyone has some kind of regret and i want to ask you what if you had got chance to go back to your 20 year old self what are the few changes you wish you could have done or few advices you given your 20 year old self you know i always used to feel i could have started early <laughs> but yeah i know it's a journey but uh, you know start early with yourself school education is good but i would say to each person or every parent you know allow your child to get into personal development because no amount of uh, formal education can bring in the change that personal development can bring in people so i feel you know start yeah, early and before i ask you the last question i want to let my audience know how they can contact you yeah so so i'm uh, they i can be contacted on instagram uh, my handle is energy guru sargam um, they can also reach me out through my website which is www.sargamishra.com so these are the two main way i'm there on facebook i'm on linkedin i'm on youtube so just energy guru sargam and you can reach out to me on all my social media handles and uh, through my website and my last question is imagine tomorrow all of a sudden you got a chance and you are invited to one of the biggest stadium mm-hmm. and there people from all over the country will be surrounded to listen to your one minute talk what is the one message you want to give for the generations to come okay so the one minute um, lesson that i would want to give to um, people would be you know follow your joy and dream big um i think you know the imagination uh, is one of the most uh, uh, important qualities that we all have but you know we don't utilize it or we limit our imagination by filtering it through the perception of what can happen and what cannot happen so i think uh, you know when we follow our joy uh, when we follow our passion we should use imagination in order to perceive the highest possible goal that we want to achieve in our life because that is what will help us you know move past uh, our limiting boundaries our limiting uh, stories our limiting uh, circumstances and if if each one of us is living or you know playing that kind of game wherein you know we can think uh, boundaryless where we can uh, think extraordinary we can create a phenomenal world for the people to come so follow your joy 
and unleash your imagination that would be you know two two aspects or two important points that i would want to share with the world because that is where the magic can begin for the world to transform into a better place or we can enter the golden age if we start uh, you know empowering each and every person on this planet to allow themselves to unleash their imagination and uh, follow their joy i really appreciate you taking your time and uh, coming to my podcast and thank you so much for being here ma'am i really appreciate that thank you shiva thank you so much for inviting me